0: share with Dr. Dave share with Dr. Dave share with Dr. Dave Greetings and welcome to i share with Dr. Dave i with Dr. Dave is hosted on grokshare.com and available on iTunes and Google Play You are listening to episode number 39 with guest William Neely our topic is Managing Anxiety on the Journey to Deliver Customer-Satisfied Projects.
1: Well, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good, Dave. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Man, it's been a while. How, how, long, how, how long have we known each other, man?
1: Uh, probably since uh, at least the 90s.
0: At least the 90s, that's for sure, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember when I had this recording studio and or was doing stuff in the music business that, you know, you were the one guy. If we wanted to do audio, we want to get it done right, you were the man that we came to.
1: I was the guy in the circle, the guy with the knowledge, you know, that uh, could take whatever you had and make something out of it. You know, it was like, well, I, I can make it in, make it happen no matter what.
0: Yeah, man, that was great. It was great having you, you know, as a partner, as a resource to to work in some of these things. So let's talk about some projects that you worked on that was kind of nerve-wracking, but yet you still came out and provide something awesome for a customer. Well, um, I've
1: been fortunate enough to participate in some of the latest uh, kind of trendy thing, i.e. eSports. And I built two studios for Riot Games. Uh, which both of those studios were also connected to a studio in Cologne, Germany, uh, where it was a direct connection of 40 gigs worth of bandwidth to transport 20 video signals and about 150-some channels of audio. But to figure out the technology to get all of that going, there was quite a bit of research, because even some of the major broadcast networks would try to accomplish the same thing but uh, could only do like a few channels at a time and they couldn't get the intercom component sorted out to be able to also not have the um, delay or latency on the audio so that therefore when you see the person talking there the sound you would hear match the lip movement Uh, so we were able to sort that out by embedding the audio and the video together so with that, uh, being this was Uncharted Waters and the esports movement was great, gaining momentum, the client, i.e. Riot Games, who was the owner of the, the intellectual property of uh, League of Legends, they kind of left it up to us to, to figure it out. But at the same time, uh, they didn't have the people in place, To necessarily get the paperwork done, to procure the equipment, to hire the necessary artisans to get the job done. So there was a learning process on their part to try to streamline their processes because sometimes vendors would offer deals based upon you sending them a P.O. in a certain time frame, but their machine couldn't navigate through uh, the the first terms and conditions paperwork that they wanted, then you know the legal team looking over it, and then finally signing off on the terms and conditions once you got that back from the vendor, and then issuing a PO. So that posed its own you know trials and tribulations, along with the technology, along with trying to meet the deadline to get the studio up and running to begin that particular season in a timely manner so you didn't then have to hire a a TV truck which is what we were producing out of. So we'd had the TV truck as a mitigation or contingency plan on the back end, but that's a lot of money to just have it sitting there in case you didn't come up online or something happened to the dark fiber that we were using for the 40 gig of of, uh, bandwidth to transport all the signals.
0: Our topic today will be Managing Anxiety on the Journey to Deliver Customer-Satisfied Projects. Let's talk about some of those anxious moments that you experience as you're trying to put together such a large-scale project and make sure that you get it out on time. Uh, What were some of those anxious moments like?
1: Well, uh, for one, dealing with other people where I know what I'm doing, I'm then having to convey to them what it is that they have signed up for, what the actual deliverables are going to be, or what this facility is going to be capable of, and then getting the producers to also understand, now you have to be able to take this tool and produce an actual season event. So sometimes when you convey stuff, you try to break it down into layman's terms, so that they can grasp the concept of what they bought. And through several of the meetings, trying to make sure that they, the uptake was there, uh, I found that to be somewhat difficult when explaining it to different groups of people, which could then affect funding, because you know somebody's got a better idea or they think they know a cheaper way of getting it done. Uh, or they want to bring in somebody else that they think could consult to point us in a certain direction. So there's an anxiety about maintaining control over the project and keeping it going in the direction based upon the research you've done to keep them on plan. Because the more people that have different ideas about how to get it done, the deadline stays the same, but then you have to still show respect in listening to what these other ideas are. Because if you dismiss those ideas, you can wind up alienating the people that are actually your customer.
0: What's fear? One of those drivers for the anxiety. Um, Yes,
1: I would say that fear um, is always a component that's kind of the beginning or starting point. When you see certain precursor signs, a certain element of fear or doubt would come into play, which then would result in a certain uh, uh, emotional manifestation within yourself, or sometimes that then transfers over into your other team members. So you have to then manage your own anxiety if you're the the project manager or the leader, so that it doesn't spill over into manifestations in your other team members to where then you get dissension, you get. Uh, folks questioning whether we can pull this off or whether, um, you know, these are the right people or is the customer working against us, which then sets another tone that then could be conveyed in meetings that are planning meetings. So you don't want to create this hostile environment with your customer based upon just certain dynamics that the, 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 the genesis of that dynamic could be fear or uh, the anxiety that, that, that brings that about.
0: So, which one was greater, fear of success or fear of failure?
1: Not necessarily fear of failure. It's the 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 fear of how many obstacles am I going to have to
0: navigate and still deliver on time? So, what tools did you use to kind of quiet the anxiety you were experiencing? Because some, you know, meditation is definitely one way. Um, it's finding other way of. Negotiation is another way to to quiet that level of anxiety. What did you use? For one, just really knowing
1: all the components and being very familiar and the variations of what uh, I was bringing to the table as far as the configuration or options. uh, Managing that by just being fully on top of the knowledge of the project, first and foremost. Uh, if, if you know what it is and you believe that this is the right solution, you are not shaken by that. The other tool is communication with individuals on a one-on-one basis so that you can then promote the direction you want it to go in. And it also ferrets out those who are naysayers in the group, i.e. either on your own team or with the, on the client side team. So you know who might be your adversary or your friend or foe, let's say. Uh, also, knowing when you're getting into this anxiety mode, when it's coming up on you, to remove yourself, even if it's just stepping outside and getting into a different environment, to then kind of clear your head, get you another mindset, and then come back into the arena and approach uh the, the, whatever that obstacle is with a different viewpoint, without you know being so attached to it that you're hammering the point home and the uh, that you wanted to go in so much that then you're not appearing as if you're listening to
0: other other sources. Highlight a few challenges with managing customer expectations. You know how customers are, right? Customer is always right. Tell me some of the challenges that you've experienced and what did you do about it?
1: Well, uh, you know, sometimes you have maybe bosses that have oversold the idea, and you're the one on the front line that has to deliver that. So, that conversation that your bosses maybe had that sets a tone of expectation with the customer, then you're the person interfacing with the customer. Uh, having those conversations to not necessarily throw your boss under the bus because you still want to support what it is that he's sold because you've got to deliver it, but making sure that the customer feels confident that you are the person who's going to deliver what their expectation is, but maybe even sometimes being able to tactfully dial it back a little bit. So that's a kind of slippery slope with some people and some personalities. So you also have to be a good judge of that personality as to what might be his triggers that makes him then pivot in a different direction because he feels he was going to get a, and you're saying, now I'm going to deliver you B. But in actuality, you're really getting him, whatever it is that is the end result that he's most interested in. So when they get attached to the idea, then You've got to just kind of make sure you're maneuvering him in the right direction with either uh, visuals, uh, you know, bringing in other experts from manufacturers to support the direction and why you're doing the slight pivot based upon kind of dialing back the expectation, but you're just taking a different direction. You're still going to get him the same thing. You may have to do a little value engineering, but him understanding that, Still, at the end of the day, I'm going to give you what you're what you're asking for, although it may be a different way that I've described it versus the initial conversations that they have, may have had.
0: What about suppliers? I mean, they provide a certain level of anxiety as well in terms of being able to get you what you need at the right time to satisfy the jobs that you have to, to get done. So the relationship that you've had with different suppliers, good, bad, or indifferent, um, what was that like in terms of… Contributing to anxiety of trying to get this project done on time. Yes, uh, I was actually working on a project at
1: uh, Epcot down in Orlando for uh, Motorola and there was a uh, Theater component to it and I had to have a custom-made Perforated screen that uh, only this one company here in California could produce so I made sure that I established the lead time that, you know, I knew it was going to take. I made sure I paid them in a timely manner. I made sure that the person that was the project manager within that company was aware of my need by date. But as I approach that need by date for delivery, he informs me that they're going to be two weeks behind schedule because the volume of what they had to, to deal with being that I was in a Dis- on a Disney property and there's other elements that are in that same building at Epcot, um, changing that open date is not an option. Not an option whatsoever. So I tried to figure certain uh, triggers that would compel them to either move something off of a delivery date to put, make sure my job was in in the position to be finished so that this thing could be on a truck because of its physical size. It had to be on a truck, I couldn't fly it. Or get them to pay to fly it to me if they had to extend the delivery date so that then I could expedite the, the delivery of it or, or, or transport of it. Um, I was able to work through it by Getting to the right people inside the organization and and go, okay Well, I've gotten as far in the conversation with this person as I can I need to move up the food chain so that they understand the gravity and they understand that This company provides a lot of screens on Disney properties around the world If I were to say that they were not able to deliver or they held up the opening of this particular venue It could have catastrophic or detrimental effects on their relationship for other projects. So it's within their best interest to move, schedule, reschedule, move things around to deliver what I need so as they maintain their integrity with a very large uh, buyer of their product. So it's, it's being strategic in first trying to work it out with the person you're dealing with, and then... Figuring out who else can I talk to to get me the result I need without You know stomping my feet and waving my hands in the air and and making a menace of myself, but compelling them to Work in concert with me Versus me showing them the stick It's like, okay Well, let me figure out what the carrot is to make this all come together So that then at the end of the day if I have to deal with them again later, they still want to do business with me and they still have a good showing in the eyes of the people I'm trying to provide for, which buys their product as well.
0: Right. So if we wanted to think about the top three actions people should do when afflicted with anxiety, when you're trying to get a project done, you're trying to make sure that your customers you know, are happy or, or satisfied with the, the services and products that you provide, as well as the relationship with the people that you work with, and even the relationship with your suppliers. What should you do? What do you, what do you recommend? As far as
1: just overall tools to be able to manage it?
0: Yeah, just think, give me the top three things that you've done.
1: Well, first is a level of just awareness of what your personal triggers are that is the kind of precursor signs. Once you, you feel that coming on, then you know, just making sure you know what it is that you're trying to deliver and being aware of it, making sure that within your inner circle, you're having levels of communication. Don't just do the turtle thing where you internalize everything and try to manage it all yourself, but share the balance of that anxiety so that you're getting feedback and confirmation because that confirmation can also get you out of your own personal headspace because you can convince yourself that certain conditions exist that really don't exist. They only exist inside your head. So you wanna qualify. Is this really a situation that's gonna manifest itself based upon the trajectory that I'm currently on? How do I keep my team going and organized and keeping them focused on the end results so that I don't wind up losing control or losing confidence in them that then amplifies the, uh, the anxiety or they feed off my anxiety. So making sure I have that mental check and then just using basic like breathing techniques, you know, when I feel that coming on, you know, a couple of seconds, I know obviously if I'm conducting a meeting, I'm not going to close my eyes and start, you know, (laughs) doing some sort of mantra and breathing. Waiting to exhale. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, if you can, you know, when you get a moment to break away and kind of just refocus yourself and get the mind and the body in tune with, its, with each other so that therefore you have this symbiotic relationship that only the mind and the body can have that is on the inside so that then what you convey, your energy you convey on the outside, it, it lines up with what you, what you want that end result to be as far as the, the confidence that you want to exude. And not as, a fa- as false confidence, you know, if you're going to crash and burn, you're going to crash and burn. But, but there's a bunch of things that happen before you get to that crash and burn that you saw coming as well. So you want to manage that at the zero point and start to address whatever it is. Don't bury your head. You know, confront it. Don't run away from it. Because if you try to just hide it, you know, it, it, it's not going to go away. So once you confront it, then you at least have the ability to start, stop, change the condition. And that's the only time that you're actually, you know, in control of something. When you can start it, you can stop it. When you can stop it, you can then change it. When you got those three things that you can manage, then you can manage your anxiety as well. But you got to be able to manage that inner voice. Uh, And there's certain things that, you know, like I said, breathing. Uh, removing yourself from the the situation at the moment. If you're, you know, you feel you're being charged or you feel like you're losing control of something and or you got usually in your inner circle people that you confide in. Hey man, look, this is what I'm thinking. Uh, It seems like it's going down this path. Is this what you see? Okay, well, if you do, then what do you think? You know, get them involved, give them ownership because that ownership also helps to balance that load of expectation that you have of yourself of delivering what the, the end result is.
0: Most excellent. This is such a great topic, and, and I hope our listeners out there could um, gain some insights from the context and the feedback that you're providing in terms of managing anxiety. Now, if our audience wanted to like reach out to you um, websites, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, you name it. What, what you got?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm in your usual places. I don't have a website uh, at this point. I should probably aggregate all of my uh, resources and stuff in one place, but I uh, haven't had a need or gotten around to that yet. But uh, my email is willcando at msn.com. Uh, I can be found through LinkedIn via William Neely uh, there on LinkedIn as well. Uh, Facebook is same thing. Uh, Instagram is uh, Z underscore one uh, for the photography stuff that I like to do as well, uh, since creativity and creative mediums is kind of my thing, whether it be music or visual images or video and so forth. Uh, you know, it's a variety of stuff that's out there and uh, means in which I could be
0: reached. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and um, sharing this breadth of wisdom with our audience. And, um, you know, I look forward to, to them, like, reaching out to you, giving feedback. This is real, just really good stuff, really good stuff to hear.
1: Well, I hope that uh, there's some little nugget of, of uh, information in which i pre- presented here today that may be of use to somebody or questions uh, or just just, you know, being able to share. I had people give me information and opportunities coming up, and I'm happy to be able to take whatever knowledge I have and share it with others. That's just kind of how you keep the cipher going.
0: There you go. Well, thank you, my friend.
1: Thank you, Dave. I greatly appreciate it. It's good seeing you again, man. Likewise, my friend. All right. Thank you. Take care.
0: Look for the Nalshare with Dr. Dave podcast on iTunes and Google Play. The Nalshare with Dr. Dave podcast is hosted on grokshare.com. If you have any questions for Dr. Dave, reach out on Twitter at DrDaveInfo or at Share. This podcast an interview produced by Dr. Dave Cornelius Copyright twenty seventeen Null Share with Doctor Dave Null Share with Doctor Dave Null